You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, you can find Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy. John, some sports guy, Hickman, I am here. We are back together. It's been a couple of days since the duo had to you know, have some solo shine. However, can't wait to discuss a couple of things, including what Texan will be hosting a uh, late night show and who underwent surgery. And of course, you know, you can check this information out with Locked On Texans, where we talk about it, your daily Texans talking podcast. But don't forget to check out you can argue that sports.com. Subscribe and enter your name into a $50 giveaway. And Later on for the show, we have to talk about possible coaching changes that I think since we are in the mood, well, at least the Texans are as an as an organization, uh, since we're talking about coaching changes, things that have been going on in the front office where if we're going to do it, we might as well go full out, pedal to the metal. Let's make real changes in order to improve this team. So I'm going to discuss a couple of names who I think will sound good in the red, white, and blue. And I'm glad that you mentioned some potential moves that the Texans have to do in order to get this team, um, hopefully to a Super Bowl in 2021. But on yesterday's show, I talked about the importance that the Houston Texans have to do everything in their power in order to keep Carlos Hyde on this team. As I alluded to, Carlos Hyde had a wonderful season in his first year in Houston. He wants to be in Houston. Houston has mutual interest as well. And I actually said that he is the second most important for them to resign. But we all know that Laramie Tunsil is by far the most important player the Texans need to resign. And um, I touched on it a little bit yesterday, John, but since you wasn't here, can you talk about why it is so important for the Texans to make sure they do everything in their power to keep Tunsil in that in that red, white, and blue? Well, for one, the main reason why it is important to keep Tunsil uh, here in Houston is because you traded away your future form in order to make sure that he is a part of your future. So if you don't get that done, then the first-round picks for this year, the first-round pick for next year, the second-round picks that go along with it, that would be done for nothing, complete in vain. And now you're going to be stuck in a situation where, you know, you're trying to rotate guys, fill in guys, bring guys in on one-year deals because the Texans are happy on one-year deals. And you're going to trade away your future just for somebody else to come up and grab them, right? That's like when your girlfriend before your wife, she fixes you up. She treats, unless you know how to treat a woman, you know, teaching you all the things. And then one day you just say, you know what? I got to move on. And then you go off and marry someone else. That's what Tunsil can do. You trade away everything. You want to make Tunsil your forever guy. And then boom, he goes off and marries somebody else for a $70 million contract or however much he'd get. So keeping Tunsil here in Houston 
is essentially a part of the future package. If you don't do that, then the window that the Texans have in order to succeed, it shortens. However, I do disagree with Carlos Hyde being the second most important free agent that we need to uh, resign. We also know he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, but I think Bradley Roby and DJ Reader are far beyond more important right now to the Houston Texans. And I, I don't think both of those guys will resign. I think there's a possibility that we may miss out on resigning both of them because Tonsil deal has to get done. You definitely want to get that Watson deal done as soon as possible which could also happen this year. And then you have to play around in free agency, see who you can bring in. So the possibility of losing both of those, you know, isn't that slim, but one of those guys need to be resigned. Whether it's Roby, whether it's Rita, I personally believe that Rita is a guy that needs to be resigned to stay here in Houston because of what he does along that defensive front. Uh, and then I just look at other guys around the team. I mean, Roby is more important in my eyes than Carlos Hyde. Reed is also more important. I think they need to reconstruct reconstruction of Vernon Hargrave's deal in order to keep him, bring him down from nine million around four to five million, save you a couple of extra bucks, keep him on that secondary because we don't know what Jonathan Joseph is going to potentially do. Although I think everybody knows that this may be that he just played his last year. Uh, I think I'm okay with Carlos Hyde walking. He's up in age. You still have Duke Johnson to uh, fulfill that. RB1 spot until you go find an RB1. There's capable running backs out there. And I think you can plug any running back in that what do I mean what Carlos Hyde does and succeed here in Houston. Um I'm gonna have to disagree with you right there. I do not think that the Houston Texans one well well let me just say this. I'm gonna disagree just due to the fact when you take a look at the available running backs who are free agents heading into this offseason. There's not no player not named Melvin Gordon and Derrick Henry who I would pick over Carlos Hyde. And I only say that because a lot of these free agents who are coming into this coming into this free agency class, they are past their prom. Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore. Like, you telling me you would rather see the Texans pay those guys and let Carlos Hyde leave? A guy who literally just ran his first 1,000 rushing yards of his career? Well, I mean, look, we also have Kenyon Drake. He's going to be a free agent. Um, well, I, I, Kareem Hunt would be a free agent, but I definitely don't see the Houston Texans signing him considering well, his past. Uh, Devontae Booker from Denver, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, you also mentioned Melvin Gordon. Austin Eckler would be a free agent as well, along with him. Those two guys are the one-two punch uh, for the Chargers. So they are going to be free agents out there. Matt Breida who is a running back for the San Francisco 49ers, who's right now playing in the Super Bowl. You know, you also look at Peyton Barber. You can pick him up, who's a free agent, plays for the Buccaneers. So there are running backs out there that's also younger than Carlos Hyde. And then moving forward, how much of a run game is this team going to really rely on to where they're going to look for guys that can do multiple things as a running back? catch out of the backfield along with running in between the tackles. So Carlos Hyde had a very good year for us, but I think it was just a very good year for us. And I'm okay with moving away from him. Well, I will say this. I would much rather see the Texans keep Hyde, a reliable running back, and go after someone who can actually help out this secondary in free agency. Because why keep the same core of DBs together 
if that's the case, you're going to continue having the same problems that you had this year. Free agency is all about making moves and, 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 and going out there and finding guys who can actually help your team. Carlos Hyde set in stone. Like I say, he's knocking on the door of 30. I, a two-year deal is worth is, – is, seems reasonable. But at the end of the day, this team really needs to go out and get some very reliable, good DBs. Absolutely. And I mean, I think everybody agrees on that. Even though you have Gary on who will return, even though you have, if you work out something with Vernon Hargraves to shorten that $9 million that he's due, bring that down to four and a half, five at the most, you know, you're going to return back to former first round draft picks who, when they got to change their scenery for Houston, they played pretty good. And so, Improving their secondary, I totally agree. Speaking of the secondary, for the second consecutive offseason, Justin Reed will start off with surgery on his shoulder. Uh, Texas safety Justin Reed played through a torn labrum, labrum in his shoulder throughout the season and will undergo offseason surgery at the end of Reed's rookie season in 2018. Uh, he had wrist surgery and spent some time off in the offseason uh, with a cast on his wrist. So he, he mentioned the secondary, bringing in guys to fill in holes, fill in those voids that are needed, you know, for the second offseason in a row. You know, Justin Reed, he's, he, he needs surgery. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays into managing what they have money-wise on the books, taking care of the players that they need to take care of. Of course, the number one priority is getting Laramie Tunsil re-signed. And then you have to look at what you do with Bradley Roby, DJ Reader, also Fairburn, also John Weeks. And then is this the summer for Watson to get his big payday? I personally think they're going to wait another summer to, to work that out. And then, then you have to go in free agency because you don't have a lot of draft picks. You only have five until you wait and see. Currently you have five. You wait and see what the NFL will uh, reward you for compensation picks. So, it's very interesting to see what this team will do moving forward with no Chris Olsen. Just change DCs. Now Anthony Weaver will be your DC. Uh, John Bogano, he's out of the door. He's no longer the linebacker coach. So yeah, that's a void you have to fill. There's voids that need to be filled throughout this entire organization that's going to be, you know, a, a sight to see, to say the least. You know, over the past couple of days, you and I talked a lot about a couple of moves that the Houston Texans should be able to do in order to improve their roster. But, you know, even though we talk a lot about the players on the field, we cannot forget about potential moves that they should make to their coaching staff outside of Bill O'Brien, people. Yeah, I mean, there are moves that just completely need to be made, right? And I was on Twitter talking about it today. Uh, I was actually with a friend of mine and we were talking about the possible changes that are essential to make if this team is going to improve from where they were last season. So, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and start off with Mike Devlin, the offensive line coach. Uh, been with the team since 2015. And I just, I think moving forward, <laughs> going into a new decade, you know, they always say new decade, new me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time to move on from Mike Devlin. Now, since 2015, during his tenure, he's only had two pro bowlers. That's Dwayne Brown in 2017, and then this just past year, 
Laramie Tunsil 2019 season. Now, one could say, Cody, I mean, before Mike Devlin was the offensive line coach here in Houston, Dwayne Brown was already pretty damn good. So that wasn't really just needed. There wasn't really a reformation there because of Mike Devlin improving Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown was already a stud. And then going into this season, why did we make the trade for Laramie Tunsil? Well, we knew he was pretty damn good. Yes, this was his first Pro Bowl, but even in his first Pro Bowl year. And I understand that he did not get an offseason with this team, with Deshaun Watson and his new quarterback, new offense. I understand that. However, there were too many damn penalties. And a lot of those penalties really set the Texans back on drives. So as I look at those two linemen, I'm looking at Dwayne Brown, who, you know, an all-pro tackle, Laramie Tunsil, who was a stud in Miami. And I think him coming to Houston and allowing people to see him play more really helped out because how many times were we really just paying attention to Miami? <clears throat> not that much, right? No, of course not. Not at all. So excluding those two guys, there hasn't been no true real growth at the guard positions. And the Texans have had terrible guard play. Like I said, Dwayne Brown was a pro bowler with him, but he was already a pro bowler. And are we really going to jeopardize the future of Max Sharpen, who's pretty good, and Titus Howard? Are we going to jeopardize their potential? So I'm not going to just say we have to get rid of him and then not try to find a contingency plan, not try to find a replacement. I was doing my research. Right now, he's in Potsdam Royal, some Germany football team, uh, Germany football organization as an O-line consultant. He was fired from Dallas in 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds bad, right? You were fired from a team that had Tom Smith, Travis Frederick, so on and so forth. But here's a list of players that Paul Alexander coached. Richmond Webb, Andrew Whitworth, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, coaching O-line team that broke two rushing records, both with Corey Dillon, a rookie single-game record with 246, and then Corey Dillon backdoored and had a single-game record with 278 yards, trained the 2019 first-round picks, Jonah Williams and Andre Dillard. I just think that it's time to move on, and why not go find somebody that's been here before, that not only has been here before, but has seen success his offensive lines that he put together, helped orchestrate, has broken help a running back break records, making making mountains move. Why not go get this guy? Yes, he's in Germany as an O-line consultant right now, and I get it, I understand. But the opportunity to come back and you can coach Lamb Tunnels, you can coach a young stud, Titus Howard. And I think Max Sharpen has one of the highest potentials as a young guard in this league. Mike Devlin hasn't shown that he's able to improve linemen. <laughs> the two linemen that has had any type of recognition, they were already great without you. Dwayne Brown was an all-pro without you. Larry Tunsil was a young stud without you. He just so happened to be in Miami. And I, and I posed this question on Twitter. You know, a lot of guys say, well, you know, him and B.O.B. are tight. He's in B.O.B.'s pocket and vice versa. I get that, but I think there's time for a change. Now, John Bogano, the linebacker coach, just coached Whitney Merciless, Zach Cunningham, uh, along with Bernardrick McKinney. All three of those guys had pretty great seasons. 
especially Zach Cunningham. You know, I thought he should have been a pro bowler. I also thought he should have been an all-pro. But look what he did with the talent he had. And then he also got Jacob Martin, who at the end of the season ended off with four sacks. You know, he had that talent, and he's gone. Mike Devlin has been here since 2015, and there has not been any real improvement. The Texans drafted Julian Davenport from Buckingham because they thought they could coach him up, and that never happened. We were never really able to coach up Martinez Rankin. So much so, we talked about Carlos Hyde in the first segment. We, we got Carlos Hyde from Martinez Rankin before we cut him. But at what point do you look at the players on that offensive line and say, hey, this is not a coaching problem. This is just a talent problem. Because if, 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 if you think about it, it kind of goes back against what you and I basically have been saying all season long. At some point, you cannot look at the coaching staff. You have to start looking at the players and hold them account- accountable for their play on the field. And it's, it's, it's kind of that same – it's kind of that same situation. Though I agree. However, what are you here for? And I, it'll be different if I saw some type of improvement, if we saw some type of improvement. But last year without Larry Tunsil, this team gave up almost 70 sacks. Now, granted, guys were getting hurt. Henderson went down and there was a lot of fill-in, fill-in guys from here to there, rotating throughout the offensive line. But there has never been, outside of Dwayne Brown and now Larry Tunsil, there has not been a significant improvement, whether it's just popped out on the screen or just consistency. It hasn't been there. Xavier Suafulu, Jeff Allen, Chris Clark, who's I mean, he's still with the team, and the Chris Clark situation just gets uglier about a game, but none of these guys have shown any real improvement from the first time they got here in Houston with Mike Devlin to whenever they left or when, when in Chris Clark's case, he's still here. There's never been any real improvement. And so if you fired Bogano after there was improvement at the linebacker position, what are you keeping Devlin around for when there hasn't been any improvement at the offensive line position? Now, you got a stub back there, Deshaun Watson. And, yes, I'm always on record by saying there's things he needs to clean up. But if we're going to move forward and be realistic about some things, Mike Devlin just hasn't been the guy since he's arrived in Houston as an offensive line coach. And I also think there needs to be a change made um, in the secondary with our secondary coach, Anthony Midget. Um I would go with Jesse Mincer from Baltimore, the assistant DB coach. Now, he's coached talent. He's coached this year a Young, Humphrey, Smith. Then they went out and got Peters. They've, they've, got, they've had talent. And then you have Earl Thomas. So there's talent there. But there's also a lot of great coaching going along with that. And we, we look how Lonnie Johnson played. Now, granted, in the last time we saw him, he went up against the best tight end in the football. I get it. But there are some coverage skills that were lacking there. There has been coverage skills that have been lacking. In my opinion, outside of Kareem Jackson, who's, who's just, you know, the last couple of years, he balled out. And Jonathan Joseph, who was a solidified star cornerback in this league, only thing that's killing him right now is age. We've gotten a lot of these young guys 
or younger guys, and either we, A, we can't keep them because of one-year deals, or B, there's not really growth there. Going into this new decade, I just want to see new faces in these new places, and that's just me. Maybe the midget is a, is a, is a reach right now as a secondary coach, but I definitely think it's time to step away from Mike Devlin. If you step away from Mike Devlin, you might as well go ahead and step into the game of betting on football, basketball, baseball, hockey. It doesn't matter. And only bet with my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you can choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is a place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball, which is going on right now, it's time to get off the sideline and get into the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Enter promo code locked on to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and then guess what? You get paid. Guess who's going to be Mr. Funny Man on a late night hype show that really isn't all that funny at times? They give you a sketch here, there, but. Even in the offseason, this guy's working. Cody, if there was a show or listeners out there while you're checking us out, if there was any show in the world that you could host, the Oscars, the Grammys, uh, Apollo, the Apollo, what show would it be? Um, Probably the SPs. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> what about you? The, um, uh, let me guess. The Emmy so you can give Breaking Bad every award possible? No, I wouldn't. I would listen, Breaking Bad is getting good. Walter White is a narcissist who has ruined his entire life because he wants to be greedy. But I'm not going to get too much into that. If I could host any show out there, I think it'll be... Oh, man. Probably the Oscars. Why? Well, for one, I love movies. I love film. But they and don't... They 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 don't give movie they don't give the right movies awards. It's always these these under budget movies nobody ever heard of. Like well, if this was acting, what? Well, I I pick, I would pick either the Oscars. You, I mean, I would do the Emmys only because as a host, I could get off a lot of dark jokes and then go about my day. No, no, no. Why didn't you say the BET Awards? <laughs> I don't I wouldn't do the BET Awards. Why? I mean, I wouldn't do the BET. Let me just hop I wouldn't do the BET Awards. You could be with your girl Lizzo. I would be with Lizzo. But <laughs> JJ Watt is set to host Saturday Night Live on February 1st. The show announced on Tuesday, this past Twitter. Watt will host the show with musical guest Luke Combs the day before the Super Bowl. That's going to be exciting. That is so sad at the end of the day. Is it sad? It is, because it's just another reminder that the Houston Texans are not in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess you can look at it like that. 
This is the Locked On Texas podcast, daily Texas talking news update. We're going to continue to give out either hot takes, news updates with the team, such as injuries, who's having surgery, things around the organization that needs to be said. And uh, this will be an interesting and bumpy ride, you know, but we're going to be here along the way. Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. Tweet me all of your hot takes, your movie opinions, show opinions, who should I check out, so on and so forth. The draft combine will start uh, next month. The Senior Bowl is this Saturday, North versus South, which is very significant for the Houston Texans as they have picked a good deal of numbers of draftees in the last two drafts, guys who've played in the uh, senior bowl, like Titus Howard, Max Sharper, Lonnie Johnson Jr., all of those guys played in the senior bowl. So I know they'll have somebody out there doing their due diligence on scouting also because they are scarce, a little skimp on the draft picks in 2020. And as always, I am your host, Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Not much really a word to the wise from the wise this week. Oh, well, at least today. However, tomorrow is Friday. No matter what, enjoy your week. Finish it out strong so you can enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there always. Continue to be the best version of who you are. Until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.